Help on the way for coral reefs. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report about water. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin. And it's This Week in Water. If you have an extra $22,000, you can book yourself on a cruise setting sail next month for a journey through the Arctic. The luxury liner Crystal Serenity will pass through frigid waters from Alaska to New York. But what's different about this cruise is that it comes with risks, like getting stuck in ice or getting grounded and breaking apart. Also, medical problems could arise. The Arctic doesn't have emergency services available that most other areas of the planet provide. As the New York Times reports, to deal with some of those possibilities, the Serenity will be accompanied by a British supply ship, which is usually restocking Antarctic bases at the other pole. Up in the Arctic, it will carry emergency water and rations for the luxury ship if needed. It also has two helicopters and equipment to contain an oil spill. People who work in maritime safety, like those at NOAA, are being kept awake at night by safety concerns, not just because of this cruise, but due to more shipping through the Arctic. Also, other cruise lines are planning for future Arctic excursions. Emergency response to a disaster in the far north does not have a lot of infrastructure. The Serenity cruise is well prepared, but still, Timothy Keene of a Montreal-based shipping company said, it only takes a little bit of ice to ruin your day. There has been much disturbing news recently about the bleaching and decline of coral reefs all over the world, but there are some promising developments along Florida's east coast. There, a coral reef runs 300 miles, containing hundreds of species of plants and animals. And, like other reefs, there's been a drastic decline over the past four decades. According to Stephanie Schopmeyer from the University of Miami, the problem is mostly due to climate change. A study she co-authored published in the journal Coral Reefs found that corals are benefiting from a process of gardening that restores the plant populations. The study showed that the corals raised in laboratories and planted by divers can help native species. Thousands of the lab-grown plants have been placed in degraded reefs. Coral reefs are critical because they're habitat for many species which sustain food for humans and are a defense against damage from hurricanes. Scott Pruitt, head of the EPA, is no stranger to environmental litigation. Before being appointed to run the agency, he sued EPA 13 times as Oklahoma Attorney General, claiming, among other things, that the agency had overstepped its authority. Now Pruitt is the one being sued. Last week, 11 states filed suit claiming the EPA cannot delay implementation of a chemical safety rule. In part, the delayed rule would require industrial plants using chemicals to prepare for accidents and give the EPA more oversight. The Hill reports that the regulation was partially a response to an explosion at a chemical plant in Texas that killed 15 people. Another suit against EPA may be in the works as two states, Maryland and Connecticut, filed notice that they will sue if the agency does not respond to petitions each made about pollution from upwind power plants. And in yet another action, Pruitt's agency is being sued by states challenging its failure to ban a pesticide despite studies that show it can harm the development of children's brains. 
Pruitt said to Congress that the decision not to ban the pesticide was based on science, but so far, the EPA has not provided any data to back him up. The trend seems clear. State attorneys general are giving Mr. Pruitt a taste of his own medicine. While increases in rainfall might seem like a good thing at times, a new study is warning about the possibility of a large growth in algal blooms from increased precipitation flushing more fertilizer runoff into waterways. Last summer, the governor of Florida had to declare an emergency in four counties due to a massive growth of algae, some described as guacamole-like. It was harmful to marine life and choked off the tourist-based economy. There are reports it's happening again. The nutrients from fertilizers stimulate the growth of algae, and when they die and decompose, they create dead zones, according to Anna Mahalik, who spoke to Wired. She co-authored the study published last week in Science, predicting that as the climate warms, there will likely be more toxin-producing algal blooms. In the worst-case scenario, more precipitation could increase the nitrogen-laced runoff by almost 20% by century's end, affecting areas from Maine to Maryland and the Mississippi watershed. With climate change, those areas are likely to see more rain and runoff. To counter those effects, there would need to be a more than 30% reduction in overall nitrogen, mainly by cutting back the use of fertilizers. As Mahalik told the New York Times, while climate change will affect water quantity, it will also affect water quality. And finally, years ago, rock singer Cheryl Crow urged her fans to use one square of toilet paper a visit to protect the planet. Two to three squares on pesky occasions, she advised. But is that really doable? Maybe, maybe not. But recently in the Netherlands, they say indulge yourself. Because that toilet paper flushed, they're going to convert it into bike lanes and bottle caps. Yes, a Dutch company has just launched the first treatment plant to recover the cellulose from toilet paper in sewage systems and turn it into fluffy pellets, which can then be used in asphalt and other building materials. This may work well in the Netherlands because they have a preference for luxury toilet tissue, and that means the cellulose is of high quality, according to a managing director of Surtec, one of two companies behind the Salvation Project that launched in June. The Dutch flush away 180,000 tons of paper each year, according to the country's water authorities, and they say that's a missed opportunity for energy generation and resource recovery. The Salvation Project is just one of many schemes around the country attempting to extract value from sewage. Another company, Aqua Minerals, is producing calcite pellets from wastewater that can be used in ceramics and paint. Being clever and innovative, it's just how they roll in the Netherlands. This Week in Water is supported by the American Water Works Association. Discuss your water infrastructure challenges and solutions at WIC 17, October 30th through November 2nd. Find out more at awwa.org forward slash H2O infocon. 